a playlist original. What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBB. I'm so glad you're here. And it's been two weeks, and I fully realize that you don't know the like little cloud that hangs over my head when I'm not posting regular episodes. But your girl was having a little bit of summertime sadness, and I just felt like I could not, like, absolutely not get on the mic but I have been recording a lot of podcasts that's the thing so uh, obviously my weekly patreon episode comes out every Thursday and I did a episode with Shannon from Fluently Forward on High School Musical and specifically Zac Efron blind items which was so much fun and then I did the speak now live which is posted on my patreon now And I was over on Cam's podcast, what I will say, talking about Jessica Simpson's memoir, Open Book. Um, Your girl has been podcasting, but it just felt like an enormous feat to hop on here that I just could not uh, overcome. (laughs) But I'm back. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm going to fill you in on all of the latest pop culture stories that I have been binging. But first, as Julie Chen would say, I want to share what's going on on the Patreon. So last week I uploaded a deep dive with Nora from State of the Union Pod and we deep dived our favorite girl, Emma Chamberlain, and it was so much freaking fun to talk about Emma's career as a whole her going from YouTuber to like full-fledged celebrity, her relationships, her editing style and like cultural impact. And it was the first time on this podcast that I've really gotten to deep dive her and share my love of Emma Chamberlain. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash podcast. This week, I have Haley Strong from The Bachelor Rahap Up. She's covering uh, charity season right now of The Bachelorette. And she is on the Patreon discussing Taylor Swift's 1989 world tour guests with me. She had the most Randy Jackson guests you would never believe. And we discuss each and every one of them. And then we rank who we would want to see and who was the most random and the worst and all of that stuff. And then the week following, I have an episode with Kelly Williams. We are ranking. I don't know what I'm, I'm just into ranking nowadays, I guess, but we are ranking uh, paparazzi pictures from blue tiled pools because Haley Steinfeld and her boyfriend Josh Allen just had some paparazzi pictures leak of them in a made like making out in a blue tiled pool and many people have realized that that's like a celebrity hot spot I feel like like there's the pictures coming out of Nobu and Craig's and you know shopping at Erwan and stuff like that but they also really do love a pool opportunity 
And so we are going to rank some paparazzi pictures, which is going to be really, really fun. And then the week after that, I'm talking again about Kardashian stuff. But anyways, we don't need to get too far ahead of ourselves. I want to shout out two patrons this week. Valerie, thank you so much for supporting the show. I appreciate you so, so much. And Holly, um, I can't believe we have two Holly Hollies that are patrons. Um, I love that name so much, but thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I'm so grateful for your support of the show. Mwah. I hope you both have great weeks ahead of you. Okay, let's get into my trip to Calgary, and then we'll finally get into Stampede updates. So, I went to Calgary Stampede with two of my high school best friends and I had never been before and let me tell you it was wild. So I'm from BC as you all know and if you didn't, the province over from mine is called Alberta and people kind of call it like the Texas of Canada, Um, not only for their conservative politics but because... They are like a, a oil, I was going to say state, uh, an oil province, um, you know, like low taxes uh, and very heavy on like the cowboy culture. So there's rodeos, there are, you know, lots of people living that <laughs> country lifestyle. Like, I don't know what to say other than like, it's, you know, country music, cowboy hats, farmers like I don't know lots of horses and I had never really super been to Alberta outside of this year actually so when I did the Western Canada roadie with my Aussie friends we started in Calgary uh, and went to Banff and Jasper and then headed to BC but but before that I had never really been other than to like fly through and my friend just moved there Lindsay from the podcast she's been on a bunch she was just on the patreon talking about celebrity brands that we didn't know about and she moved there to this big beautiful house and my friend and I wanted to visit her and we settled on a date during stampede so stampede it's been a hundred years it's a big rodeo where they do like chuck wagon races and like bull riding and there's a big fair they do you know all those crazy you know deep fried foods and ketchup ice cream and like all of that kind of like fun once in a lifetime type of stuff And they have these big music tents, uh, kind of like a festival where you can go literally all day and all night and listen to country music or like um, like DJs and stuff like that. And everyone dresses up in well, like I was dressing up in a cowboy hat and cowboy boots, but like some people just like wear that. Like, I feel like I'm going to get canceled by the Albertans who listen, but um, I was definitely cosplaying as a cowgirl, but like, I feel like there are people that just like embody that on the daily. And so we went to the music tents on the Friday night and it was so much fun. 
we saw Ben Chase and Josh Ross, who are both Canadians that like our country singers. And it was really, really fun. And (laughs) I want to tell you some funny stories from that night because um, it just was like, (laughs) it was so funny. And (laughs) I'm just, I'm burying the lead clearly. But okay, so we went to these tents. um, We had had a few pre-drinks and... You know, so we were like buzzing when we got to these tents, but we were good. And then we listened to Josh, Josh Ross play and then it just like kind of went downhill. Like we just continued to get drinks for each other. And I feel like we realized pretty quickly, like unless you're like eating or like listening to music, like actively dancing, you are just drinking your face off. And the way that I lost all of my savings I'm just kidding but like kind of not kidding also because the fucking drinks were lime neutrals for 11 dollars I was literally crying and I know anyone in New York and LA or like whatever like okay girl that's not bad at all but like to me like I was having a little bit of a menti b <laughs> and So we were drinking and there was this like liquid IV tent. I have obviously heard of liquid IV, but because I'm not a huge drinker, like I've never drank it before. If I do drink, I'm a hydrolyte girly, like through and through. That stuff has saved me so many times, but I just assumed it would be like the same. So they were giving out, like they had liquid IVs on trays in shot glasses. So... I was like, okay, every time we walk by, we'll just like take a little shot and like we're going to be in the clear tomorrow. Like smooth sailing. We were going to go to this other like um, market thing in the day, like like sightsee around Calgary since none of like Tay, my friends that I went with, uh, had really seen Calgary and like Lindsay had just moved there. And so we're just like, you know, every time we're walking by taking one of these liquid IV shots thinking we're the smartest people in the world. And they also had like free like little sachets, like those little pouches of liquid IV. So by the time I'm on my, I don't know, ninth fucking neutral, like I was literally on another planet. Um... I was just cracking the drink and then pouring the liquid IV into the can, um, which was not a good idea. Like, I probably ended up having, like, fucking 10 liquid IVs and dying the next day. Like, it was one of those hangovers where you wake up at 5 a.m. after going to bed at, like, 2 a.m. and you're just like, I guess I'm up for the rest of the day because I feel so shitty that... There's no way I could possibly sleep. Um, And the next morning we were looking at some of the packets that we had taken home. Because again, we're like, we'll just have one of these in the morning. And we read on the back and it's like, uh, take one, like drink one of these a, a day, like no more than one. And I was like, I literally probably had 10, uh, which is probably why I feel like absolute ass right now. We also that night 
um, met a young cowboy and I'm going to have to edit this out if my friend doesn't give me permission to share, but it was at the very end of the night and we are all dancing and my friend Tay meets him and this is so brutal. Like it's actually like the most brutal thing that's ever happened to me, but it was like, this is actually mean. This seems mean when I'm recounting it, but it was like so funny and he was like a really good sport around it. But, like, my friend's dancing with this guy, and Lindsay's husband rips off his cowboy hat, like, off his head, and holds it up, points to the guy, and he's like, are you okay with this? Um, Because he had no hair. (laughs) You know, we've talked about our love-slash-hate relationship with Baldies on this podcast, from Prince Will to Prince Harry to I don't know those are the only two bald men I can ever think of but it was so fucking funny and (laughs) so brutal so we left in separate vehicles and uh we went through the Taco Bell drive-thru uh multiple times I got my classic order of a chicken chalupa and a Baja Blast did I need to be drinking a full sugar, medium-sized Baja Blast um, at 2 a.m. after consuming those, like, nine neutrals and 10 packs of liquid IV. No. No, I did not. That's all I can say about that. The anxiety that I woke up with, and I was like, this is why I don't regularly drink, like, binge drink, because... The hang side, like, I'm not joking, you guys. I was unwell. It was New York levels of unwell. And I, we had a really good day the next day. And then I came home and just continued to be unwell. <laughs> that probably contributed to uh, not recording this podcast. But I just uh, peacefully passed away, basically. Uh, so... We had anxiety at like 3 p.m. We were finally like, okay, we got to rally. We got to go out for lunch, get the hair of the dog. And I I don't even know if you can count it as hair of the dog because I'm pretty sure that um, makes it sound like you're drinking it in the morning. But we're just, we're like, okay, we need to go out because we are going to the rodeo tonight. So we get dressed up in our little cowgirl getups and... We take an Uber to downtown and we are again buzzing at this point. We have a a little uh, seltzer in the Uber and we're just chatting up the Uber driver as one does getting that five star rating. You know how it is. And the funniest moment of my life happens. And now I want to preface this story to say I told my mom this when I got back, obviously, and she was she said, Tor, I think you had to be there in person. It's just one of those stories where you had to be there in person. So telling this on the podcast, I want to preface this might not hit, (laughs) but it was so funny at the time that I thought I was going to pass out because I was laughing so hard and I was crying that my body at one point like seized (laughs) and I my body was so overwhelmed (laughs) with emotion (laughs) that I actually thought 
I was going to faint because it was just like, I don't know, like it was just so shocking. I don't know. But anyway, so we're in this Uber and the driver goes, let me guess how old you all are. And we're like, oh my God, we love this game because it, it tells us if that skincare routine is working. And, uh, so like, what would, (laughs) what would be your next thought about what the Uber driver would say? Welcome to Vanderpodclipse Now, a weekly Vanderpump Rules recap podcast by comedy veterans Jason Horton and Rebecca Lieb. Together, we'll hit the war-torn streets of West Hollywood, exploring our collective VPR PTSD, like Scandaval, the Bubbas, and POW Ken Todd. Where is he? Is he okay? We'll also have some very special guests giving intel from deep within the VPR world. Love the smell of pumptinis in the morning? Subscribe to Vanderpodclips now. We'll watch, discuss, laugh, and maybe even cry. After all, war is hell. And so is uh, darling. Find Vanderpodclips now wherever you listen to podcasts. For example, if someone was like, let me guess your age, A, I would just think, okay, they're just going to be like, okay, you're 30. Or like, you're just going to throw out an age. Um, That's totally fine. The other thing, B, would be like, they would say something like, you know, who was your celebrity crush growing up? Or like, did you watch this show when it aired? Or something like that. Just to get like a time frame, I guess, a decade, and then guess their age or whatever. And he goes, his next question, so he goes, let me guess your age. We're like, yeah, for sure, for sure. He turns to Tay City in the front seat and he goes, what year were you born in? (laughs) And we're like, no, you can't ask that because then it'll just give away the age. And then he's like, no, no, no. So we're like, okay. So she goes 1993. She is a year younger than me. And so we think, again, I guess we knew this innately that she's 30 um, because we are all 30 at this point. But like, we just thought, okay, 1993 to 2023, that's like an easy jump of like 30 in your head, like quick mental math. (laughs) We're like at this red light. And he is like, it's like dead silent for two minutes. Like, I swear to God. And like, it wasn't two minutes, obviously, but it was like multiple seconds, like 20 seconds. And we're just like all holding our breath, waiting for him to be like, oh, 30. And he doesn't do that. So like time passes and then we hear him under his breath, like doing the math, like being like, 93 like okay carry the one like that type of math and we were just dead like we like completely lost it and then we felt bad for laughing because that's what assholes fucking do so I don't know it was just it was so fucking funny to me at the time so I like literally took pictures of myself crying and laughing in the back of the uber and then I like post them to my to the stories and people are gonna be like all of that for this (laughs) like come on girl but again at the time it was it was everything uh but yeah we went to the rodeo it was so much fun 
it was actually very exciting. I've been watching some of the highlights on YouTube ever since. And then we were going to go to the bar again. And we're like, let's be real here. None of us can rally. We are all fucking old as dicks. Let's go to Taco Bell. So we went to Taco Bell again. My second time in, you know, less than 24 hours. And then next day we woke up and said our goodbyes. (laughs) Went our separate ways home. It was such a fun weekend. Okay, let's finally get into the real news stories. So let's start with Kardashian drums. We have talked on this podcast multiple times and on the Patreon how the fight between Kim and Courtney is very interesting. And I will say, I think I underestimated every time I talked about it, like before, how much sister rivalry really goes. Like, I tell this story to anybody that my sister and I meet, but our biggest fight truly my little sister and I was over a fucking ciabatta bun. It was when (laughs) ciabatta buns were like, I don't know, the it food. And we were at home and that was like the only thing you could eat. And I ate the last one and she literally ripped me a new one. Like, (laughs) like was livid. Like that was our biggest fight over a fucking bun that I don't even, I don't even like ciabatta anymore. But like, I don't think people understand (laughs) like some people that are like I don't understand this fight between Kim and Courtney it's like you don't understand sisters then because we can fight about anything we will also like make up and you know go get Starbucks 10 minutes after this happened but like it just it happens I feel like people with sisters no. So this whole time, Courtney has been accusing Kim of stealing her Dolce Vita lifestyle. And I feel like there was a lot of Kim supporters because it was like, yes, she worked with Dolce and Gabbana really soon after the wedding. But I wouldn't say the looks, the looks were stolen per se. Well, well, well. <laughs> Circle back to uh, last week, a year and a bit, a year and change after Courtney's wedding, and Kim is at another Dolce & Gabbana event in a full black lace dress with a black veil. And like, so she was in multiple looks this event, like this week weekend, I guess, She was in that big purple dress that was like so beautiful, very classic Kim glam. Um, It was just, it was perfection. I I love when Kim goes glam and not like fucking weird bodysuit Balenciaga shit. She looked so good. And everyone's like, okay, this is like a show-stopping moment. Anyway, so I don't know if this is the same night. It kind of seems like it is. Like they're at this Ultimoda event in Italy and it's this big Dolce and Gabbana event and she rolls up her second look in fucking again like I said a black veil does she own black veils no does she own like gaudy statement necklaces like gold statement necklaces like no does she own black lace 
Again, no. But I feel like she just doesn't give a fuck. And maybe, like, please tell me if I'm being irrational, but, like, because I'm a staunch Team Courtney fan, but, like, I feel like when Kim was talking to Courtney, the one leg she had to stand on, she was like, but I didn't copy, like, the vibe. Yes, I worked with them. Yes, it's in Italy. Yes, it's a little bit Dolce Vita, but, like, it's not the, like, heavy on the Catholicism, black lace, heavy prints, um, these big, you know, like, cross statement necklaces and stuff like that. And it's like, no, but now you did. <laughs> like, now you just didn't care. And I feel like she's like, okay, you're mad. I'm going to, like, fucking double down. And maybe it's not that deep. Like, please tell me if it's not that deep. But that's just how it felt. So, anyways, I, I, I'm very excited to see where this goes next. Because, also, <laughs> the show is filmed so, like, so far back that... It, like, doesn't even matter. Like, I'm pretty sure they filmed what we're watching now in November. But it's like, okay, well, now it's fucking July and she's doing this. So I just want to see what and how the relationship is doing now. We have one more piece of Kardashian news, but I'm going to save it to the end because it's just so groundbreaking that I feel like it needs to be the last story I talk about. So let's move on to Taylor news. This is, I feel like, classic Tori. It's just, like... Kardashian and then Taylor but like okay I feel like no one's talking about this why was it weird that Ed Sheeran had John Mayer as a guest in Toronto like I just feel like it's another okay if you're like into conspiracy theories I'll talk about the conspiracy theory first and then we can just go to like the you know what's on the surface okay so it's like Maybe the song Dear John is not about John. Maybe it's about Martin Johnson. If you want the deets on this, go to What I Will Say Pod and listen to all of Cam Speak Now coverage. But it's like, okay, maybe it's not about him and they're actually good. And that's why Ed, Taylor's best friend, <laughs> or like not best friend, but like one of her best friends in the industry has him on as a guest for his tour. And then the other part, I guess, is just like what the, you know, public sees where it's like she just released, especially this fucking week, she releases Speak Now, which is allegedly about John Mayer. And you have him as the best friend on tour. Like, it make it make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me if it's if those songs are about John. So it's like, OK, is it about John? And he's not friends with Taylor anymore. Or B, does this prove that it's not about John and she's like cool with him. And that's why she said don't attack him. And that's why Ed is okay to have him as a guest. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so confused. So please weigh in. The other thing that I feel like has been severely under talked about. We talked about this a lot on the Speak Now Live, but I just want to put it I feel like I want to put it in writing. Like, I just want to talk about it on the main pod. Is like how Enchanted is allegedly about Adam Young, the sole member of the band Owl City, and like that he wrote a response song 
And Taylor straight up didn't mention it. And at that time, I thought it was the most romantic thing in the fucking world. And that he's been silent (laughs) with the re-records. Like, is he that embarrassed that he cannot, like, dare to mention Speak Now? But then I'm like, you would want the fame because you haven't been relevant since 2010. So wouldn't you be like, oh my God, Enchanted is about me. Like, do the whole Taylor Lautner thing. Mention it on a podcast. Make a few TikToks. Like, talk about it. Or is like, it's so traumatic that he made a response song to her, posted it on Valentine's Day on his website slash blog, and she didn't respond that he just, he just can't. (laughs) Like, I'm just so confused. And then the last Taylor thing that I'll say is it's so interesting also that like it's just fucking weird how things work that Olivia releases Vampire. It's kind of Twilight coded and you know Taylor Lautner comments on her post and like all this stuff and then Taylor's just like you know what I'm gonna have not only Taylor Lautner in my I Can See You music video, but I'm going to bring him on fucking stage. He's going to be, you know, super charismatic and uh, do his little backflips like he does in the movie Valentine's Day. And we're going to have all this BTS content with Joey King and like all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, you can have your little Twilight coded music video while I have the cast of Twilight (laughs) like it's just it's so ridiculous to me like it's so fucking ridiculous that they are having like a Twilight off currently oh my god well you guys it is Monday July 17th I officially see Taylor I think I've been saying the 23rd for like literal months but I see her July 22nd I am so fucking excited. It doesn't feel real. I don't think it'll feel real until I walk into the stadium. But like we are eminently, we are so close to the Eras Tour. Like I cannot believe it. I haven't been to a concert. Like obviously I just talked about going to Josh Ross. But like I just did the rocker symbol. <laughs> Actually so embarrassing. But like like a real stadium tour since Justin Bieber's purpose tour. Like my fucking God. I'm so, so, so excited. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Brittany Snow and Tyler Standaland, standalone, I don't know, filed for divorce during or like just after the season of selling the OC season one and they have finalized it I cannot believe uh that we don't have a season two yet but I cannot wait to see the outcomes of this divorce because he was like the big catch on this show even though he was married to like I wouldn't say a-list but I would definitely say like b-list like like a I feel like Britney Snow is a b-list actress and then like fucking just because some like Z-list girly pops were all over him, they got a divorce. Like, I don't know. Maybe he was a fuckboy forever. Like, I just, let's reopen this case. Like, I just want to talk about it more. So I did a quick Google search and the Selling OC season one came out August, 2022, which feels like that was yesterday. And... <laughs> 
It has been renewed for two seasons. So I'm assuming we're going to get another season this summer. Like I just cannot wait. I've definitely been back on my reality TV game. I've been binging Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I've been binging VPR, as you all know. And I'm ready to binge a season of Selling the OC. Kind of over selling sunset this season was like not it for me so I just want selling the OC back honestly bring back fucking selling Tampa like let's be real so the next piece of news I want to discuss is Renee Rapp leaving sex lives of college girls if you've been listening to this podcast like any spans of time you will know I fucking love sex lives of college girls I want to just like abbreviate it to sex lives, but then that seems fucking weird. But then S-L-O-C-G also is a a hard little acronym to pop out. So I don't know. Just bear with me. But I've really felt like we've been missing ever since like Younger went off air. But like, but Younger was like, I guess they were like in their late 20s. So I don't even know. I just feel like we've been missing, I guess, a college show about girls, obviously, (laughs) duh, and this really filled the gap, and I just thought it was, it was everything to me, but then we had Nico leave, who was Timothy Chalamet's sister's Kimberly, her love interest, which I, like, fucking, I was a stan, I was a Kimberly and Nico stan, and then we have Renee Rapp leaving, who is one of the main core cast members. Like, Nico left, and I was sad, and then we had that other guy come in, which he was fine. I was still a a Nico stan, but, like, now a core cast member, and Renee leaving, it just breaks my heart. And y'all know I fucking hate when outside, like, politics or time commitments with other shows or movies or whatever impact tv shows casting it drives me fucking nuts because it's like I just think then it impacts the story of what like should have been like when Angel got a spinoff and broke up with Buffy and then just like leaves when you know that Angel in your heart of hearts is Buffy's soulmate and that they should end up together and that's how the show should be written. It's a fucking tough pill to swallow, okay? So then when Renee Rapp <laughs> leaves this TV show, like, what's going to happen? A, the only queer-identifying, like, main cast member. And then B, just, like, an absolute delight. Like, Layden is such a funny character. And she brings something to the group that was necessary, obviously, um I'm sad about it so she is going to be starring in the adaptation of I think Mean Girls the musical right into a movie correct me if I'm wrong and she was Regina George in Mean Girls on Broadway that was like kind of her big starring role before this show And so she's going to be filming that. Her music career is also popping off. It's really good music. You should defo check it out. But it's just kind of like the Olivia Rodrigo thing. It's like you start popping off and then you leave the show that also kind of made you famous. And 
it's just this interesting thing where it's like, are you going to be the Olivia Rodrigo that where you like pop off and become way bigger than High School Musical, the musical, the series? Or are you going to become the Nina Dobrev who leaves Vampire Diaries and then just falls off the face of the earth? Uh, or like the Katherine Heigl, that's another great example. Like if you know other great examples of people that left TV shows early because they were like the breakout star, but then like either soared to new heights or soared into the ground, like please let me know. Like I would love to have this discussion, but I really wish and I really hope that she's a girly pop that is going to soar to new heights. And I think she will. I really do think she will. But I am worried. I am very, very worried. Worried for her, obvi, but also just worried for the TV show. Just because it's really hard to move on, I feel like, when you lose a main cast member. Like, like in, oh my, let's talk about it. Raven Simone in Cheetah Girls 3. Let's fucking talk about it. Like, just a flop movement. It's like, oh, Galleria's in college at the States and now we're in India. It's like, no, bitch, Galleria would never miss a performance like this. Never, ever. And it's like, Layden wouldn't transfer schools after she's just helped the Women's Center fucking thrive, okay? Like, and she was supposed to get together with her original girlfriend. Like, please, like, I actually fucking can't. So, also, I'm talking about, like, she's leaving, like, for good. She's leaving as, like, a main cast member. She's still going to be, like, there for a couple scenes. Apparently, they, like, had to beg her to do that. But, okay, I guess what I'm working off right now, really, is just High School Musical, the musical of the series, where they said that about Nini, and then she, like, fucking zoomed in from her uh, singing college or whatever, her singing school in Boston and then uh just like showed up at camp and then left so I don't know that's all I have to work off of but I'm just very scared okay okay let's move on <laughs> Britney Spears oh I love her so much I have been doing bar classes I know everyone knows me as a hot yoga girly but I couldn't do the heat anymore I just really couldn't so ever since I don't know like April March I've been going to a bar studio and it's been so much freaking fun so we did a full Britney class where like every single song was from Britney on Friday and it was so much fun I love her so much her music is so fucking good and she's releasing a tell-all book I am so excited I want to hear more about her life from her perspective and I want the world to hear about it and I want her to make money and I want her to get closure or like healing from the conservatorship it is allegedly only like 280 pages so I'm assuming it will just be on the conservatorship it won't be like a tell-all memoir like from birth to current day Brittany but I am excited nonetheless. I'm sure Celebrity Memoir Book Club will cover it, obviously. And like Troy from Beyond the Blinds and Jesse from Jesse's Girls. Like I'm just so excited for the book, her getting her word out there, and then the coverage from all of my favorite podcasters. Of course, I'm going to pre-order it. There's nothing I would love to do more than line Britney Spears' pockets and... 
I just cannot wait to hear from her perspective. I felt her statements during the trial about the conservatorship were so powerful and I'm just excited to hear more. Okay, two more stories and then we're going to wrap up. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez have allegedly separated and maybe filed for divorce. I don't think we actually have like divorce papers, so I don't know if that part is true. But she's been seen out with her wedding, with no wedding ring for months in TikToks, in public and stuff like that. She has commented on it like, oh, my wedding ring is just getting cleaned. So don't start rumors. But it's like, doesn't fucking everyone say that when their shit is getting clean? Like, how how often do you get those wedding rings clean? I guess if you're a celeb, probably a lot. But um, she was at Wimbledon this weekend, sans rings, sitting in between fucking Jonathan Bailey from Bridgerton and, of course, the Wicked musical. He plays Fiero. And fucking... Andrew Garfield the way that is actually like my dream seating arrangement it like cannot be understated like I I was fucking jelly and watching Wimbledon like how fucking fun and rich and bougie is that so anyways they got married in 2020 at like a 20 person wedding it was very small we haven't heard like basically anything about him or their relationship in the past three years. People have been like a little bit worried about her just because of her changing appearance. Again, not like I feel like commenting on people's appearances is weird, but I feel like when there's like a drastic change from someone's kind of like baseline, I feel like that is an in, sometimes an indicator of like them not doing well. So I feel like if it's out of concern for them, like, I, I feel like sometimes that's fair. Maybe not because we don't know her personally, but I feel like if all of a sudden one of your best friends, like, drops a ton of weight and, like, gets maybe a lot of plastic surgery done, you would be like, hey, babe, like, what's up? Like, truly. And so people have just been worried about her and how she hasn't been in the public eye and basically for a few years and I just want to say you know what divorce him let's get the breakup album and like I want her to fucking thrive and be the pop star we know her to be and then finally I feel like this is the moment we've all been waiting for like literally for four years since 2019 which I can't believe was four years ago like literally ripped to my life but Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods reunited like I cannot tell you how iconic and epic and impactful this is so if you have lived under a rock you know that Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods were best friends sisters even like Jordan Woods is the godmother of fucking Stormy one of it wasn't the first time but one of the times that Tristan Thompson cheated on Khloe Kardashian was allegedly at a party where Jordan Woods was sitting on his lap and they might have kissed and she was being flirty with him and then we find out because she goes on red table talk and stuff like that they were in a hallway and he kissed her 
and stuff like that. And she was like, I know I should have like stopped it or like whatever or not have been flirty, but like he was the aggressor. And so many people, I think, did they take Tristan's side? I don't think so. I think we took Chloe's side and we tried to cancel Tristan and Jordan. But I feel like in my heart of hearts, I knew that like maybe Kylie was not friends with her just because for Chloe's sake, because they were sisters. Like, let me tell you that. Like, honestly, sometimes I thought more than her and Kendall. And four years have passed. Jordan has been thriving, honestly. She has a clothing line that does really well. She's dating. She looks really good. Um, Kylie, you know, a lot has happened. She's broken up with Travis. The World situation happened. She had another kid. Air, like, so, so, so much has happened. Um, people have kind of alleged, like, uh, that they may have been friends this whole time, just not in the public because of, uh, you know, how it would look, I guess, to Chloe. But I don't think that they have been friends. I feel like they had a falling out and maybe they text a little bit or were cordial but I don't think they were like actively hanging out until now so I can't wait to see more but we got paparazzi pictures of them coming out of I think a sushi restaurant and the world stopped for a minute the world stopped spinning for a minute as we witnessed this reunion it's just I'm so excited like fuck Tristan I want Jordy and Kylie back I want Kylie to go back to her fucking King Kylie era with Jordan I want them to be posting on TikTok and posting like crazy shit on Instagram and I don't know I I yearn for their friendship like to be healed like truly so yeah I'm so excited for this I can't wait till one of them speaks on it I want to know what happened were they friends this whole time did they reunite Did Kylie change her mind or was she not that mad in the first place or she was just confused? Did Chloe have anything to do with this? Like what the fuck happened? And I guess right now we don't know, but but hopefully that changes soon. Truly. I'm just so excited. I feel like that's the only thing I can really say at this point. I don't know what the fucking cultural implications are yet, but regardless, I am watching I'm watching that space (laughs) with a keen fucking eye. Okay, friends, that's all for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for getting me back on the saddle. Uh, Calgary Stampede joke heavily implied. I'm so happy to be here for sure. If you are looking for more content, check me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. For five bucks a month, you get access to 43 and counting episodes. Lots of fun deep dive on there. Lots of fun guests. And you can follow me on socials at RTBB Podcast. I'm always posting about pop culture news and fun little takes and stuff like that over there. Okay, friends, I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.